Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegan, vegetarians, and anyone that's living a healthy lifestyle. Rewired Radio is sponsored by Health IQ, and Health IQ will help you feel like you're getting the best deal for your life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash rewired to support our show and to see if you qualify for a great rate today. This is Rewired Radio with Erica Spiegelman, addiction and wellness specialist, motivational speaker, and author, helping individuals, couples, and families regain a sense of control, leading to personal growth, wellness, and a more fulfilling life. Here's Erica Spiegelman. So, well, welcome to the show. I, I, you know what? When I was talking about like the idea of the show, and 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 we were discussing how like you really what you discuss is how we can make small steps in in our lives and small changes. And I I'm such a believer in that because I feel like the wiring in our brain comes from small changes, um, routine, um, you know, every day, kind of creating that kind of habitual groove in your brain. Would you say that that is kind of how you became an athlete? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can't really expect to change your entire life in one moment. And um, I like to call myself a recovering perfectionist. And there's plenty of times in my life where I thought, oh, I'm going to completely change everything all at once and starting right now. And I would empty out my cupboards and I would change everything and it wouldn't work very well. But now, um, yes, I found that making small changes along the way has made it sustainable. Yeah, it, it's because some people really like, especially New Year and everyone has new intentions and resolutions. And it's like I, I start talking to my clients and it's like they want to make these sweeping, huge changes and then like load their plate up with so much stuff. And it's just they get burnt out, they get overwhelmed. And then it's like back to square one again. So I just think it's so key just to kind of understand that little changes add up to big life sweeping changes. Absolutely, they do. And I'm a good example. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I would love we love to. You have such an incredible, you know, journey so far. You've had a, amazing things. You've, you've had so many accomplishments. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what happened in 2015? Sure. So, um, what led up to that? As you said, I'm a former endurance athlete, and so um, I've done several marathons, triathlons, and I had my son in 2014. And after I had my son, I was trying to get back into um, endurance sports, and I started training for a half Ironman and started running half uh, marathons and just preparing myself to run a marathon again, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And during my training, I didn't feel very well at all. Um, I kept having to bend down and kind of catch my breath, or I just felt really fatigued. I'd come home and I'd go to bed at like 7 o'clock at night, which is completely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, I kept thinking it was because I was a new mom Mm -hmm. and, um, or that I was breastfeeding or that I just had too much on my plate. So I didn't really say anything to anyone. I didn't really do anything. Um, and it just kept going on for a while. And in the past I'd had a couple episodes of that. Um, I passed out in a marathon and I'd gone to cardiologists and tried to get help to see if there's anything wrong. And everyone said I was fine. So at this Mm. point I just felt like I was fine. Um, but then I was racing, I did a half marathon in February that year and during the race I, I was doing fine and then all of a sudden at about mile 10, I hit the wall and I went into something called VTAC, just your heart rate jumps really, really high and it gets really fast. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so my heart rate jumped to over 200 to a point where I couldn't really see yeah. it anymore on my watch. So I don't know how high oh it actually gosh. went. And it scared me. Um, I stopped walking and I got myself out of it. I mean, I'm sorry, I stopped running. And mm-hmm. I walked in the race and I still didn't tell anybody, which hmm. is um, pretty interesting because I am a healthcare professional. <laughs> right, right. I just kind of thought it was in my head. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I always tell my patients to say, please tell people. Um, yeah. But then fast forward a little bit, um, the same thing happened on a shorter run. And um, I went into the attack and I almost didn't come out of it. And after several months of testing, they found out that I had a genetic heart disease called ARVC, or right, excuse me, arrhythmogenic mm-hmm. right ventricular cardiomyopathy. Mm-hmm. It's an issue with both the electrical system and the heart. And mm-hmm. um, most people either don't know that they have it and they just die, or uh-huh. they, um, you know, so they find out that they've had it after autopsy, things like that. So I was very oh, lucky well. to survive. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, so and I, had you, and I had you several had, episodes. Sorry. Oh, you did. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. I was going to say, was this like the first big episode? Yeah. No, it was, um, I think it was six total where I kind of pushed them aside and it wasn't until the last one that I actually thought something was wrong with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so, so what, what happened after, how did you come to terms with this and how do you now, you know, live your life? Is there, you know, medicine you take, is there, you don't push yourself as much? Like, is there, what's the lifestyle now that you're more, you're obviously aware of this condition? Sure. So unfortunately, um, my heart disease is the only one out there that you're not allowed to exercise anymore. Um, oh, wow. exercise wow. makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had to give up my entire endurance athlete lifestyle. So that was very wow. hard for me. Um, I, I used to run 50 miles a week, swim two to three hours and bike, you know, maybe six hours or more. And wow. um, now I can do yoga and I can walk and I can do, lift weights, which seems like a lot for someone who doesn't do a lot maybe, but for me, yeah. it feels like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you, had, you had to pull back. So, <laughs> exactly. So that's been hard. And then um, the other thing is, you know, I, I had to... Um, all my friends are endurance athletes, and part of um, being an endurance athlete is your, the camaraderie that you have uh-huh. with your friends when you're out running and the events that you go to, and so I lost all of that, and um, I had to do quite a few things um, to get myself back into a good space. I ended up talking to somebody, which I never thought I would. Uh-huh. Um, she was a life life coach, but also um, psychologist, so that was really helpful to help me get out of a bad space that I was in. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I suggest that to everybody <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there's been kind of well it's like it's like that. yeah it feels like you're you're grieving like your former life you really have to like accept that these you know these things are changes and and how to look at it I guess and reframe it in a, a positive way but I think most of us feel the loss you know the loss of like your old self your lifestyle like you said your community in a way but I'm sure you could recreate that and still meet with them and I mean maybe not in the same way but I'm sure it's a process it, yes, it is. And I'm a physical therapist that um, treats all endurance athletes, so runners uh-huh. and athletes, and I speak about running all over the country. So people still ask me if I run, and um, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of a bummer. But at the same time, I still get to help all these people, which is really yeah. great. And I'm that's part awesome. of the sport, um, part of the sport just because I'm helping them get back to it, which is, mm-hmm. um, I think, rewarding for me. 
Yeah, um, it sounds like it. That's great. Yeah. And so, and so you you have um do you have a show? You're the host of the whole you. It's on the Lighter Side Network. Can you tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, the whole you is a show that kind of came up for me. I just woke up one night and decided I wanted to share all these things. But like you said, I've had to make several small life changes over the course of a long period of time. From um, mm-hmm. the way that I eat, the way that I manage my stress, um, the way that I. Uh, sleep, all those types of things. And so the show itself is really interviewing and talking to different people in um, different parts of healthcare and um, health and wellness field to bring up all those things. So we have yeah. an episode about perfectionism and about how um, there's another one about pain and what pain does to the brain. And then mm-hmm. we have a few about um I don't know, other things like that. So yeah. it's just trying to bring all those concepts of health and wellness and putting yourself first um, together. Yeah. Well, so let's, I mean, you know, for, for honestly, from your, from your story, especially like you just mentioned sleeping and eating and all these other, other changes that we do have to make when we want to readjust our lives and kind of figure out what's now going to work for us, whether it is you find out you have a condition or you want to lose weight, or you just, you're starting to feel like you're getting off a healthy path. Can you give us a little, you know, maybe some, um, suggestions of what you do to help the people that you work with in, in terms of trying just to not overwhelm yourself, but make small changes and, and how to educate ourselves about that. Sure. So I can use meditation as an example. Meditation is unbelievable um, in terms of managing stress and anxiety. There's so many studies out there and there's so much research out there about the benefits that it has, but Mm -hmm. it's an overwhelming thing to start doing. People are um, getting so stressed out about it. Yeah. I know. So why do it doesn't make sense to do something to help your stress. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's going to stress. stress you out, right? Exactly. I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, one thing that I've found is I often offer different apps um, on the phone. Like I'll tell them, like I'll guide them as to where they can go. Um, one that I like is Calm. Um, that's an app on the iPhone. That, right. um, you can break up your meditation and start it by doing three minutes at a time. They're guided meditations on the phone. Um, and you can do anywhere from three minutes all the way to 30 minutes. And I tell people, mm. just start with three minutes. It yeah. doesn't seem like a lot, but it feels like a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I love that. And it's also just getting in the habit of doing it in itself. That's right. And apps like that, and there's plenty of other ones. That's just the one on top of my head. Um, but um, that one tracks how many days in a row you do it. So if you're the kind of person that benefits from keeping score or um, numbers or anything like that, um, right. It gives you, oh, you've had um, a three-day streak or a four-day streak, things like that, which I find helpful. Yeah, definitely. It's accountability, and it's also, you know, rewarding, that reward, you know, process that exactly. happens. Exactly, and then if you just do it, I think mm-hmm. the other thing that research shows is that if you do something 21 days in a row, it can become a habit. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just making a commitment to spend three minutes a day. Setting yeah. those three minutes aside, it can be at bedtime or in the morning. But if you do it at the same time every day, then you yeah. can make a habit out of it and really help yourself. Yeah, it's it's so true. I, I started running 10 years ago. I, I don't run as much anymore. I, I now like hike and do different, you know, um, strength training things. But my running really helped me get my life in order. And, it, 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 you know, it helped me um, on, on my path to recovery when, you know, when I was in my mid-20s. And I remember just running a block and then 
two blocks. Uh, my brother was a runner and he said, just do, you know, just do a half a mile and then a mile. And then I was doing 10 Ks and then I did a marathon eventually. But like it was, it was those small, like incremental feelings of uh, pride in myself. Like you did it. Good job. You did a half a block. I didn't think I could do a mile and then two miles. And I just think starting slow like that, our brain starts to, to, to see through experience that we are capable, we are strong and, you know, and then it lends itself to other things and we make better choices in eating. We make better choices of our resting time. And, you know, so I always say to people, it's more like, don't you think like a domino effect? Like once you start one kind of habit, even in a small, small way, a commitment, it does bleed into the other parts of our lives. Absolutely. I mean, I did the same thing when I uh, started running a long, long time ago. I started by going a block and trying to go around. So I know exactly what you mean. And yeah. um, even imagine if we went to bed 10 minutes earlier every night for a while, or if we set, made sure that we um, got up and did meditation or went and walked our dog in the morning. Think about those domino effects, you know, about feeling better about your body, about yourself. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Rewired Radio is sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, vegetarians, and anyone choosing to live a healthy life get lower rates on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash rewired to support our show and to see if you qualify. 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. Health IQ can save their customers up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. If you like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ can save you money on your life insurance for living a health conscious life. So see if you qualify today. Go to healthiq.com slash rewired. So Dr. Edwards, tell me a little bit about what, what's going on uh, now in your life. And, and I would love, I always like to ask my, my um, guests, what is inspiring you at the moment and what are your intentions? Oh, wow. Well, so I just finished a book. Actually. Fantastic. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And it'll be out in February. So I'm really excited. It's called um, Racing Heart, A Runner's Racing Journey heart. of Love, Loss, and Perseverance. Oh, yeah. I love it. And my heart, yeah, my heart races, um, <laughs> literally, and I love racing. So <laughs> Yes. Um, Perfect. So that's, really what, <laughs> um, that's what I'm into right now. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and I'll be starting my second season of my show, um, in a couple of months. So that'll be nice. And, um, yeah, just really trying to live life one day at a time, um, mm-hmm. being with my family and enjoying them every day. That's amazing. That's so great. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm writing another book too, that'll be published next year, but it's, it's so, I don't know, I feel like it's very cathartic and it's, it's really interesting when you make that, I think, set that intention, even if people are listening out there to just journal, to write, you know, what you're feeling, gratitude lists. I just feel like pen to paper is very therapeutic, um, in many ways. Cause when I wind up like months go by and I don't write, you know, now that I'm writing the book, it, I start to, I'm feeling like I process things differently emotionally. And so I always encourage people to get out there and, and kind of try, right. I mean, try writing, even if you're not a writer, just somehow, um, get your thoughts out in a different way. Would do, does that help you a lot? Oh, it helps me a ton. I mean, I think I didn't intend to write a book. I wrote my story <laughs> and then, um, several of my friends read it and I ended up 
thinking, wow, maybe I should make this into a book. It could really help others. Um, mm-hmm. So I did. I found an editor, and um, that's what we're doing. But aside from the book, I, I love pen and paper. That's how I, you can remember things when you write them down so much better. Um, mm-hmm. I love your comment about gratitude. I have a gratitude jar. I write what I'm grateful for every morning, and I put it in the jar. Oh, um, I love that. I That's think a all great idea. Yeah, isn't it cool? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I, I mean, my book Rewired that was published two years ago, I have a chapter on, on gratitude because it, it's, I mean, obviously transformed my life and it's, it helps, you know, my, my tell my clients every day to, to kind of try and incorporate it somehow. But I never heard of the jar. We've talked about, you know, the list or while you're working out or, you know, going out in nature. But I love the jar. It's yeah. a great idea. Do, do you keep well, them all the in there cool or do you ever take them out or do something with it? I Sure. So I love it because it sits on my, uh, I'm looking at it right now, actually. Um, it sits mm-hmm. above my sink in my kitchen, and it's all filled with different colors. And I, I'm having a day that's just not going the way I wanted or thought it might. Um, or maybe it's just a crappy day. I read them. And um, my son and right. my husband, same thing. We we all add to it, and we all read them if we need it. That's so really cool. That's amazing. Oh, how nice. And, and do you do it daily in the morning or at night or just whenever you guys are feeling like it's time? Well, we usually, we try to do it daily, um, uh-huh. and it, but it varies on when. So it, it usually happens when we're sitting at the counter preparing some kind of food because we can see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so great. I love that, that <laughs> suggestion. Yes. So, yeah, the, the gratitude. And then and then also, I think, you know, being mindful of the fact that we, you know, we, we only have one life with one body. You know, we have to be kind and compassionate with ourselves. Um and, you know, I, I think, which I'm, I'm writing a lot about now, it's like it, sometimes we want to prove ourselves wrong, even if it's even if it's to our detriment, even if it doesn't help us. So by saying, like, I'm lazy, I can never run, I can never get to bed early. I mean, I hear this from my clients all the time. And like someone said to me the other day, he said, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll never stop procrastinating. That's just who I am. And I said, it, that's a learned behavior. You know, you can, if you want to like try doing your laundry every Tuesday, no matter what, like that's a small commitment. And it's something I know you could physically do. He's a healthy, young 22 year old, you know, like it's not, but, but it's, it's, that, it's our, it's those mental blocks and these like, you know, very deep rooted, um, limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves, which, you know, keep people stuck for so long. Um, and I'm just wondering if you have any advice for people like that. Yes. And this advice was given to me by somebody else. But one of the things that I found is I do not like doing laundry either. I mean, I really <laughs> don't. Um, yeah. So bad, but um, what I've done instead of saying I have to do laundry, I say mm. I get to do laundry. So yes. changing the way that we think about things and the way that we just say them to ourselves, like our self talk, mm-hmm. is really really important. So I get to do laundry today. Wow, I get to do these dishes. You know, if I was sick and didn't feel good and had to lay on the couch, I wouldn't be able to do this. So yes. I'm pretty lucky that I get to do this today. Yes, yes, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I've, I've, that's so changing the language is is so important, and you know, hopefully not just once in a while, but like you know, trying to stop yourself every time you you start complaining in your own head about things, and and doing it so so much so that hopefully it becomes kind of automatic. Yeah, I think we all have to work on it. I mean, I that's one thing. One of the small changes I've been working on for several years is trying to um, respond to how I'm talking to myself. And trying mm-hmm. to get rid of should have, could have, would have, why didn't right. I, and put it with yeah. this is what is. And right. I'm excited right. to be where I am right now. 
Yeah. And, and also, especially with your journey, and I know you work with people, but I mean, I, it's just also, uh, it's so important to discuss our like mental, our mental health, our cognitive, uh, like, um, distortions and things yeah. that go on in our heads, because I, I feel like that is so important. And a lot of people don't realize that like, that is what's standing in our way most of the time. It's like, you know, even if it's about relationships or, you know, you start playing out, something's going to happen. Someone's going to betray me. I can't trust these people. I can't do that, you know, and all this, it's, it's, it's nonsense because it hasn't happened yet, but it's all based probably on past experiences or catastrophizing things. And that also gets in our way. It does. It's it's us either spending time in our future or spending time in our past and not being where we are right now. That's yeah. the biggest thing. I mean, all of right. those, those things. And um, yeah, I mean, if you just, we, I had an episode. I think I can't remember the title of the episode, but it was about um, how your your beliefs can affect your health. And that's yes. so true. I mean, the more that negativity that you surround yourself with, especially internally, can actually make us sick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's anxiety provoking it's stress. And as we know, it actually has like, you know, a, phys- a physical effect in our bodies. So just everyone needs to be aware of these little changes. Like I get to do laundry, I get to go to work, um, you know, it, it, being more positive about things and, and, you know, just one more question about your own advice on this, but, but how did you get through those moments of, gosh, I'm never going to be able to exercise again, or I have to change my life, or is my family going to change because I change? Like, you know, I'm sure there were so many things running through your head. How do you talk yourself down, or, or what do you do to, to stop that chatter? Well, just being honest with one another, you are always working on it, and there are moments that you cry. You just cry and sit with the emotion. Just be with it, you know, and say, you know what? You're right. You're never going to run again. Um, mm-hmm. You're never going to get to do that. And um, just being real with yourself and knowing that it's okay. And those days aren't very good, but you have to get, you have to be there with the emotion instead of pushing them away in order to get mm. through it. Yeah. Um, so that's part of it. The other part is finding other outlets. Mm-hmm. I, um, I found yoga, which I never really thought I would fall in love with, but I absolutely have fallen in love with it. So that's really helped me. Um, and that's also that's helped me build a different community. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. And then talking to friends and family. I mean, just being transparent. And I think, I think that's all of it. For me, probably the biggest thing is um, I had to find somewhere to put my energy. I have a lot of energy. You do, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I used to work 60 or 70 hours because I like to while training. And, I mean, just, it was crazy. So yeah. I've, I built my own practice. You know, I, I opened my own business, um, wrote a book, started a show. <laughs> I don't yeah. advise everyone do those things. It's a little extreme. <laughs> yeah, but that's, but but that's awesome. Where to put your passion? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'm. I'm. I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. Congratulations on everything. Because it's. It, it. I mean. It's. It also. It's kind of like it gives you. Now, I mean, because you used your time and energy to be an endurance athlete and all of that. Now that that you know, life, life happened in a way where now you have time, you still have your energy and now you have opportunities. It sounds like to, to explore new things that inspire you and try new things because it's so, it's so easy to stay in routines that we like and that serve us. But like, how do we even know that there's not other things out there that can really inspire us in a different way and create a different opportunity for us to grow and learn? Oh, I completely agree. I mean, yeah. today I was, this morning, or maybe it was right before the show, I was walking my dog and it's raining out a little bit. And I thought, wow, what would I have done on a Friday four years ago? 
what would I be doing? I'd probably be working. And now mm-hmm. I'm still working, but it's, I get to take breaks and do things during the day that I want to do for myself. You know, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. It is really cool. And, and I mean, your story is just a testament to another, you know, testament to show all of us too, people listening out there that, you know, different opportunities, like, you know, I always say this to myself, like, uh, you know, instead of like, oh, that's going to change me or that's going to, you know, create anxiety around change. It's, it's maybe this change is going to open up my heart, you know, open up my mind, create a new world for me. You know, it's just kind of looking at it and reframing it um, so that, you know, we can look at things in a positive way because it's like, it's kind of like what we, what we manifest in a way. It's how we look at it. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. You're a hundred percent right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I just, You're welcome. It's, 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 it's just, it's, it's true. And I've only learned that through my own, you know, doing the work myself and, and pu- pushing myself to remember these things as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So can you tell everybody um, where to find you, where to, to get information about y- your show and, and all that good stuff? Sure. So um, my show is on the lightersidenetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a website, it's katemahevickedwards.com. But Mahevick is spelled M-I-H-E-V-C. It's a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, those, yes. are, those are the two websites. And on my website, there's information about my show. That's where my book information will be. And I write blogs a lot. Um, oh, I just cool. got back from a six-week trip in Italy, which I never would have taken before. So I wrote a lot of blogs while I was away. Oh, that's fantastic. It's such a beautiful country, my favorite. Oh, that's great. Okay, good. Well, and and also just really quick, keep your eyes open for um, Dr. Edwards' book. It's coming out in February, and I'm sure you'll have information up on your website as well for that. Yes, it will be. Thank you. <laughs> okay, good. Well, good luck with everything. Thank you uh, Thank you so much for being with us. I, I would love to have you back and hope to keep up um in touch with you and, and keep up with everything you're doing. So congratulations on it all. Well, thanks. And I really appreciate you having me. I love to do this in any way that we can help make other people's lives better. I'm in. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm excited and I, 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 I look forward to uh, more collaborations. You're listening to Rewired Radio on Radio MD. I'm Erica Spiegelman. Thank you all for joining us today and stay well. <laughs>